Bills fans, you know what it is. A federal report. And this is the motherfucking podcast. What the fuck? What's up, the Deuce Means, and welcome to Observing Report, the motherfucking podcast. Um, this week's episode, I'm going to get straight to the point, a couple of days ago, um, I had an interview with the homie, because I had this idea about how to, li- how, how to live life in South Central in, 2009, in 2019, um, I had this idea, like, couple of weeks ago because the homie got homie got shot at and I just wanted to tell his story about growing up living in South Central surviving in South Central thriving in South Central and um then Nipsey got killed and everything changed the city's hurting hell the country's hurting um and as a Californian uh as a nigga from LA I do want to say thank you from all the condolences from, you know, even though we're not Nipsey's family and friends, we are from the city, and we feel y'all pain, like y'all, we, we appreciate y'all feeling what we feeling, because from what I understand, everybody's fucked up about this, this is a good dude that got, that got gunned down for no reason, and, and people want answers, and they want real answers, not bullshit answers, not, not immediately justification answers, immediate justification answers, that's going to satisfy your vengeance or, or or get back or whatever the fuck. They want some answers that's going to really make it better for not only us, but the ones coming after us. Because this shit is, is ridiculous. And just so happens, my homie got shot at, and he's a good dude. And I just wanted you guys to hear his story. Hear him tell how he how he copes and deals with things and how he looks at shit. So sit back, relax. This is an exclusive. It's the homie Shady Blue. This is an observing report. I hope you enjoy. Shout out to Nipsey Hussle, man. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is different because motherfucker. I mean, niggas have always tried to get in country music. Even, uh, uh, um, yeah, Nelly and Nelly. Uh, no, even um, Ray Charles. Ray Charles was trying to definitely. Uh, he had he had country music influence because we growing up in the South. You gonna listen to that shit at some point, just like out here. We like some Mexican music and we all fuck with Selena. Yeah. Yeah. That shit. Some of that shit be going. You know, them, them Mexican, them late. Ooh, they be. Ooh, they be. I remember when she died. I was at my Mexican. I had this. I sat there the whole two, three hours watching the movie. That movie was good. Fuck that shit. Selena was sexy in real life yeah. and Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, she was thicker than Jennifer Lopez. Fuck yeah. That's why I said, I'm like, hold up. Damn, I said, you Selena. know them before. I said, she was. God bless you, Selena. You thick as a motherfucker. Damn. God damn. That's why I'm like, hold up. <laughs> I said, oh yeah, I know the difference now. She was bad. She had a little. Yeah, she was bad. She had the ass. But yeah, Selena was Selena just shit was thick. Like a black, like shit. Mm-hmm. Like, uh. Beanie, beanie, ba ba. <laughs> yeah, beanie, beanie, ba ba on our line. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm with the homie, uh, Shady Blue. Shady Blue, you want to give your uh, Instagram so you can get yeah. some followers? Z28, so shady. Say it one more time because I suck. Z28, so shady. 
right, so this is the O's. Okay, so two O's, motherfucker. So this is for those because I like to let my listeners know what's going on. Bless you. All right, so this is the remix of the first interview. So we had a good ass interview. Smoked a couple of blunts. Got high as a motherfucker and just chopped it up about some real shit. But thanks to me, aka DJ Fat Fingers, did some dumb shit. So remix. <laughs> and uh, my man decided to give me well not decided but he uh, he blessed me with a couple more minutes of his time I'm not going to waste his time because he got to go to work which is um, kind of where I want to start off at so we're talking about Nipsey Hussle and as talking about Nipsey Hussle we're talking about you know the shit that he go through and uh, introducing my nigga Shady Blue Shady Blue said what's up to the audience what's up and uh, most of these motherfuckers you know anyway all they gonna do is just hit your line and be like, I heard you on the podcast, motherfucker. But um, I wanted to talk about you and the life you go through and the shit you've been through. And I wanted to actually start off with kind of like why we got to this point. Okay, so, boom. We were talking about how street shit go and how motherfuckers don't have, you know, they, they forgot the rules and how to survive in this motherfucker. So I thought it'd be a good idea that I, we get points and... And, and and understand it from you, cause you're even though you're not a gangbanger, and you know you work now, got kids, and do your thing. You once upon a time was in that shit heavy, doing your shit, doing your crime shit, and living that street life. Yeah. And in some ways now you still are a part of it, cause you're in a car, you're you're in a car club right now, right? In a car club, you do your shit every Sunday. You know what I'm saying? And uh. I'm going to a takeover. Fuck that. I know I'm 41. I know I got a little ass, uh, a little ass Toyota. I'm going to a takeover. Fuck that shit. That's a bucket list. It's a bucket list. Go to the takeover. Do my motherfucking thing. I ain't gonna just be like you old niggas dressed like a young nigga with tight ass pants and colorful ass shoes and looking fucking ridiculous. That's why them Cardi B strippers be taking your money and drugging your ass. I'm so <laughs> But no. Um, now that you live this whole, you know, now that you're living a, a, a lot more positive life, I still wanted to talk to you about what the shit you've been through and all that shit, because it does relate to not only, well, we were going to talk about this before the passing of Nipsey Hussle, but since the untimely death of the uh, homie, you know what I'm saying? Because he is LA's homie. Everybody, everybody fuck with this nigga heavy. I decided to, you know, get an outlook, get some outlook from you and shit and chop it up with you and see what you're doing. So with all that being said, how are you doing today? Living, yeah. you good, blessed. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You got me smoking these backwoods, these motherfuckers. Yeah. All right, so boom. Like I said, the main reason why I had you talking because the conversation came up of all this street shit, and you were telling me how the other day, well, last week, you got shot at yeah. smoking with the homie. By his house and shit, and can't go into details on what happened because it is some real life street shit and da 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 da. But I do, if you don't mind, can you just go to overlay like the highlights of what happened without going into details? Like everything happened so fast, <laughs> like shit. You know me. Once I hear a shot, I'm gone. That's- I don't know. Yeah. I just kept my car running. So I told him to keep my car running. Heard a shot. Got scared. I mean, was y'all smoking, chilling? No, we didn't get to smoke yet. 
I just finished. I was looking for a lighter. And so what the? Kate, I know you can't. No, without like, I was looking for a lighter. And shit, we looking around. We heard pile. You know, growing up over here, been in the hood. You know, gun shopping and fireworks. The niggas like there ain't no fireworks. And once I threw it in drive, it was bah, bah, bah. I guess the nigga know like, oh, he didn't hit nobody. He started letting loose, but he didn't hit shit. Hit my car one time. Mm-hmm. Nigga had bad anger. He was just scared to shoot. Now, is this the first time you've been shot at? Nah. I got shot at in my truck. Oh, El Segundo in Normandy. Damn. I didn't even know. Yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, you told us about that. Yeah, you came home with that shit. Yeah. That's how they put that big hole. On everything. Shot my tire like, what, six bullet holes on the passenger? Yeah. God yeah. damn. Thank God you lie. Now, how did that lead up? Was it... Some gang shit, as usual. Yeah. They, they hit you with the where you from, or no. is, it new, is it the new shit where... They, they asked me where I'm from. They just seen my car. You know, I got tinted windows on that motherfucker, so they was just kept looking. Once we turned the corner, the niggas just got out. I guess he already knew, like, it, it's not none of his homies. Mm-hmm. You know, then they hood over there, not that deep, so they were like, probably, let's make a name for us. That's... Yeah, let's see. If we can, let's make ourselves famous. Yeah, because they haven't been famous in so long. Where we, uh, well, it was mm-hmm. a shotgun. Oh, like yeah. Yeah. Fuck okay. <laughs> And he has every right to say that. You, if it was you niggas, you niggas shot at him. I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> I don't want to hear no, man, don't be, nah, shut up, nigga. You shooting at niggas, you get to get fuck yous. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but. Yeah, these dumb niggas hit the innocent bystanders, though. The nigga supposed to be doing some time and chill. Oh, for real? Oh, oh, it, oh, it all, it all led up to some shit. Oh, okay. They're shooting at us. Missed, well, they was hitting us, but didn't hit hit us. Hit somebody else. They only kept them, and now they ain't just doing some time. Stupid. You know what I'm saying? And that's how shit go. And that's one of the things, you know, I wanted to touch on, because people don't actually get that living out here, not only do gangbangers get it. Innocent bystander. Yeah, and, and, as a, and as a non-affiliate or innocent bystander or just an average person walking going through South Central L.A., yeah. you have to watch not only the gangbangers, but the police, too. Man. And you still got to live your life. You still got to go to work. You still got to pay bills. You still got to want to go find somebody to love on. If you got kids, you still got to make sure they have a some kind of life. And unfortunately, not all of us are able to move about the hood. So yeah. we have to live here and deal with it. And... To me, it seems like we learn to cope yes. with a lot of the bullshit. We don't like it, and we don't condone it, but... We gotta live by it. Yeah, we gotta live in, in it, and we gotta still survive and get home. Yeah. Uh, D-Town said something the other, uh, yesterday, on his park, um, on his on his timeline. He said, you when you get in the car, as an L.A. nigga, and when you get in the car, you always have it in your, hand, in your head that... You know, you might not make it back home. Yeah. This might be the last time you get in your car. And I was like, yeah, that's true. Cause <laughs> All right, so, yeah, like, like I was saying, uh, D-Town was saying that, boom, he, um, when he gets in the car, he, he has that feeling like it's a, good, it's a 50-50 chance that he might not make it home. So I was asking you, do you feel the same way? Yeah. And Just like when I left, got in my car and left and got shot at. 
Tomorrow ain't promise. Now, from the first interview, you was telling me the first time you saw somebody die and get shot was six years old, seven years old? Yeah, seven. And how that affected you with being extra careful, do you, even though that was something tragic, was it, did it also... Did it also, like, kind of help you adapt to where you were at? Yeah. Even though it was an early age, your your, your senses of, of, of survival kicked in, like, 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 bam. That's my first time since somebody died, but over there, a lot of shooting. Yeah. A lot. That's why inside my building, my mama came out gang of times. She was a nurse. Mm-hmm. Helping them. That's how we have respect over there, too. They used to come bring my mama money and shit. Fly when they get out of the hospital, buy her drinks. Cause she was right there helping for the paramedics get there. Man, um, and they also go ahead. That just made me realize shit. Like, like never they be like when they used to hang out right here. OGs in the front, youngsters in the back. Are the youngsters in the front? OGs in the back. They just made me realize shit. Don't try to be the bigger guy. Like, be all out there. You know. You don't got no gun or nothing. You know me, I don't like to carry guns. Now. That's why I be behind a nigga with a gun. <laughs> I ain't gonna be in front of him. He might pull out accidentally shoot. That's why I be behind. Um. Now that we talked about you getting shot at and talked about, you know, just how you feel about your life uh, in these streets, um, I want to go back on how you grew up. So, because I want to make sure I cover everything we covered last time because it was very good. You gave me some good information. So, when you said you was growing up last time, you said you were, uh, uh, you said that they were already trying to quote you like in fourth, fifth grade. Yeah. But they waited till like middle school to really start pressing you about being from somewhere. Yeah. And that niggas didn't press you because like intimidating. They thought they saw that you weren't scared. They and that you had learned your survival tactics and that you I felt like they wanted to get me before somebody else get me. Like they wanted to put me on before I get put on somewhere, you know. Cause I you know, I was going to different hoods because I wasn't I was not feeling it. I was going to get money with different people. You was people. going getting money with different people. This is when you was and getting your they felt like say if we go to this hood and they show me more respect, more love, I might get put on this hood. So that's what they were trying to do, show me respect and love. What age were you, were you, did you start hustling? 13. 13. First robbery case. First so at 13, you going, you sliding through the city, and everybody know in L.A., you slide through the city, the bus is the thing, and your homeboys all live everywhere, and you get to know everybody. And so because you knew everybody, all the gangbangers knew you in their local neighborhoods. Yeah. And so they wanted to put you on because they saw that you, were, you weren't scared of shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And you can handle yourself. What made you not want to be from there? None of that. They're killing Snitching. Shit. Uh, then I knew where I'd be from, I'ma be a joint. I'ma be you see how I am now, not fair. So I'm like, where I be from, I'ma be that nigga. And I just started looking like damn. I might be one of them niggas, feel me, locked up for life. Cause some some shit I got away with years ago then this nigga told on me. Like Were you dying in that motherfucker? Yeah. That's what made me real. I'm like, shit, it's too many, it's too much. Telling, snitching, 
Because I noticed that when you talk about it, you talk about everything but dying. I had to bring that up. It's not, do you, so I'm asking that to say, I'm asking that because I want to know, as growing up, were y'all ever, did you did you look at it as, damn, I could get my ass popped too? Because you did see somebody get killed. Yeah. And you heard shootings a lot. Was it, were you worried about that shit as a youngin' or you didn't really give a fuck, you just was going hard? But you did, but you damn sure didn't want to be a part of their program because their program wasn't yeah. too much of shit. Yeah, yeah, I was nervous. But you still wanted to be in the streets. Yeah. So that's I what. Wanted, that's why I was doing my hustles. I mean, it was still you can get shot like that, but mm-hmm. you couldn't get shot right like this. You me? Yeah. Standing out, trying to short style so you're on the sidewalk now. Niggas roll past, see you. So you do it. You doing your thing in the streets. You ain't trying to be for no gang, but you and I know you, so I can kind of put in where you. But you fuck with your brothers and you fuck with your homies. You know what I'm saying? Y'all all close and y'all crew. So y'all end up forming your own crew, which is aces. Okay, so the aces is not blood to crips. They're just the guys who get money. And if you live in LA, there's a bunch of crews that are just get money crews. They're not bloods. They're not crips. They're just a shout group out of fellas. From Bop. Oh, Bop. Well, who Bop you want to shout out? Shout out who you want to shout out? Ballin' on point, my nigga Bop. Baby Chunker. He get money with me, too. That's my little dog. That's my boy. Mm-hmm. And they came to all my court things. So y'all formed this crew. And it's the Aces. And the story that you told me last time, I want you to tell the people again how you and Travis uh, were in jail. And I guess that's how y'all came up with the Ace thing. Yeah, first time in jail. You gotta tell them how old you were. I was 13. You know, they was older, so they was, I was in the, yeah, I was 13, so Rodney was older. They was uh, 15, 16, and they was like in a different tank with older people. But yeah, when we went to court, shit, niggas was telling us like, when your boy, especially my nigga one for a trial, he was over there knocking shit out. So then when we got out, we just made a click. I mean, like, so we all had Ace A hat on, like, one day, and then said, we were like, Aces. That's when, around, uh, like, from the movie, I'm still gonna be from Blood Thicker Than Water. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. still gonna be from the big ass Ace. Oh, yeah. And it was all sitting there, like, damn, what we gonna, what it gonna stand for? What it gonna stand for? I went to jail one day, I was just made a list, you know, for Ace right there, just writing shit down. So I called in, like, what about all cash suspected? Then, like, we do get money. We get, we get everything. Like, if somebody got a bucket full of coins, and that's all you got, we taking it. Like, shit, we was taking, maybe, regular TV, like, not even flat screen TV. Like, we take everything. If you don't got no money in your house, we finna leave. We take your couches, all that shit. So y'all was flocking. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, I was flocking some teenage flockers and shit. But yeah, what about school? Did y'all even give a fuck about school? We was going in for the girls and shit. Well, I know I was, I was going in for the girls, really. But I didn't really give a fuck. But I, then I, when I got to uh, high school, I had to go because my PO was at my school. Like, he had an office, so I had to go sign in. And, sign and what out. about the other niggas in school? Because there was gangbangers in school. When y'all came back as aces... And it was like, who the fuck is this shit? What the fuck is this shit? What was, what was, what, how were they acting? Shit, what they gave you like, they were like, aces. I'm like, yeah, they hustlers. All about our buddies. And they were like, all right, for me. Like, shit, so it was a race. Some niggas, nine times ten, I was in jail with them or 
they were like, oh, you got a light skin, you got a homie, or I was in it with your brother, or, yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, man, they was with me, yeah, I like that, they my. Now, I'm, I'm trying to lead you into a part where, because uh, parts where I know, uh, as y'all growing up, because living over here, I watched y'all get pressed about 50 times <laughs> over here about being from the gang over here. And it's funny because as you, as I saw y'all get older, I saw y'all still hold y'all little line. And I was, that's why I respected y'all little motherfuckers because I was like, you know, they might be doing some bad shit, but they're doing some bad shit on their own terms. And they, yeah. they, they, they trying to figure out the best way they can to, to survive. You know what I'm saying? And still keep it together. And y'all weren't no fucked up kids to me. Y'all weren't no fucked up kids to my wife, my kids. You know what I'm saying? Okay, y'all might have dumped my son and almost tried to dump my son in the trash can a couple times. But hey, hey, yeah. hey, we're all, you got dumped in the trash can. It's all good. We love you. But, um, and by the way, they were just joking. They never dumped him in the trash can. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. That's what they tell me. These niggas bad. When I say these little mother, when I say Shady and them were some badass little niggas, like I said, they were some badass niggas. They got into everything. You know what I'm saying? I mean, literally everything. And which got them into jail a lot, which got them into trouble all the time, and jail a lot, and all kind of shit, and fights. And a lot of times y'all had to fight just to keep from being from the gang that they wanted you to be from. Yeah. They just showed the respect. That's it. They were like, shit, they got their own decision. They just, like, they told us they can't force us, you feel me? Then they liked us because. They liked us because we ride with them, we go out. If something happens, feel me like they wanna get to a fight, we fight with them. Mm-hmm. So they liked us because of that too. Like we go out to a club, they get into it, they enemy. We not they enemy enemy, but shit, we helping them. Like we don't give a we like fuck. And we with y'all, so we from like we with y'all for this day, so we from with y'all from this day. That's how it works. So you know, like. You ride with me, and I'm gonna get to you. Ain't gonna back up. Oh, that's your beat. That's your enemy. Like you gonna ride with me, so you know what the enemy's gonna think. Oh, they, they got a new nigga from there. Oh, what's up? So now, now that you guys done set a foothold on what you're gonna do, running through these streets and all this shit, and you've been to jail sometimes and all this shit, and now, now you're getting older. What made you start? Looking at life different, wanting to slow down. Shit, really. Got tired of going to jail. That shit was boring. Killing. Every time I go to jail, man, cause or somebody got shot. This person died. I'm like, damn. So I just got tired of going to jail, tired of killing. I'm like, shit, damn. Shit. So, and like I said, we're kind of giving the spit up version because you know you gotta you gotta kind of head out of here. But I don't wanna uh, I don't wanna I don't wanna skip anything because it's, it's funny to watch how y'all grew up, and I say funny not haha, but like interesting because it was like. As I'm watching you get older, I'm seeing the progression of the influences around you. 
like how it changed. Like first when you was around them, but gangbanging niggas, how your mind was like that. But then as you started being around other cats and, and people that were trying to do something different, how your mind state slowly started getting different because you started seeing that the shit you were doing wasn't leading anywhere. But being your age, you knew I'm gonna have to still be in this motherfucking streets. Yeah. Somehow, some way. So you still and you got a job. Now I always wanted to say this. Um Shady, I'm very proud of you. You know what I'm saying? You have uh, became a cool ass nigga and a wonderful man. You handle your shit and uh you know what I'm saying? I wanna see you go far. Um when you first got a job, we all wanted to go back that to how did you feel? How did you feel when you first got your job? What was the first thing that came to your head? I really said, I'm really in this motherfucker. Like, damn, I really got the job. Now I got a strike. Because they said the background checks. So I'm like, I ain't going to get it. Then they let me get it. I was like, what the? I mean, I was shocked. Just start working. You know, found the easy way. Like, like to get through it. I just started running with it. And I was like, it's easy money. I don't do much. Yeah, it was good. And I want another job. I want to do like security or something. I mean, get it how you live. Yeah. I'm, I know at some point. Right do you want to own your own business? Yeah. I always said y'all need to be mechanics. Y'all was uh, always fucking with them damn motorbikes. Which is like a, a universal thing here too. Which brings me to like some of my final questions before I let you go. Um, now that you're working and now that you're out of the shit per se, um, you're moving around. Do you still keep ties with all the people you fuck with? Like the niggas you met in jail, niggas you did, you know, dirt with. Uh, motherfucking niggas you met from across, you know, the city and all that shit. Some of them. Like, not, not majority of them. Yeah, not, not like on some buddy-buddy shit, but, like, just to keep you keep you in the know of shit. Yeah. I got, like, two of them on Instagram that I met in jail. Mm-hmm. And I had my, my OG partner that I was in jail with. I don't know. He used to pick up, but he stopped picking up. He was the older dude. I ask that because, uh, you know, it's it's a thing out here to make sure that you always keep yeah, an yeah. ear to the street. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No matter what you're doing. And the reason why I do it is because now I got kids growing up here, so I kind of always want to know what's out there so I can let them know yeah. what to be on the lookout for and shit. Yeah, like my boy, he's back before the jail, so you know he goes to jail, he come back out. notice how the little uh how how there's checkpoints DUI checkpoints yeah. anywhere in South Central niggas would 
do whatever they got to do to get that shit out, like like motherfucking Paul Revere. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you ever notice that shit? My brother does that a lot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> let you know, hey, it's a checkpoint on such and such and such and such. Be careful. And that don't matter who you are. They be like, hey. I internet but I still stop. Boom. Once I pass my like, oh, shit. Let people know. But I be saying that. That's like her right here. She be doing that. And I've only seen that in South Central Los Angeles. Nowhere else have I seen that. She be doing that a lot. She let everybody know she's a tow truck driver. See? Motherfuckers look out for each other and shit. So, um, at, now that you know about shit in the street and all that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you living. Do you now, you said you want to start a business. Do you do you think that a business in this area could do something? Yeah, there is nothing over here. Any restaurants over here close, we gotta drive. Yeah. The east side is very, uh, I don't know what they call it, but it's uh, it's a word they call it for where nothing, they don't, everything else that people can take advantage of, like healthy food options, uh, uh, um, uh, um, other shit, like, like, like entertainment shit, all that shit is dry as hell over here. That shit is non-existent. They give you the bare necessities, and then it's a bunch of scrap shots, textile mills, uh, old shit, broken down shit, garages, uh, and that's it. And, and it's pretty fucked up, this side of town. You can tell that the, the racial tension is kind of weird over here between the Latinos and blacks because we live in one of the few areas where people kind of get along for the most part. Yeah. And I ask that because I want people to know around the country that black people and Latino people are fighting over the same resources no matter what social status they're at. And they need to understand from our side of shit, well, how do you feel about it? Do you get along with Latino? I mean, well, actually, you have to because you're yeah. your baby, baby mama. <laughs> but I mean, do you think that's bullshit? How do you think? Why do you think that's happening? Yeah, yeah, I, I know, I know. But letting the viewers know, uh, or listeners, um, they need to understand that this shit is stupid, and that for the most part, us as a people, black people. We ain't tripping off none of that shit. We were too busy trying to survive, take care of our kids, live whatever kind of little American dream we can live, yeah. even if we're in the middle of tripping and blood and essay shit and crime and poverty. Yeah. And motherfuckers just want to live. They don't want to do no, uh, they don't want to have to do no crime, but don't nobody want to sit there and be broke, you know what I'm saying? When all this shit flashing in your face and we live in California. We now understand this. We got to do it in a different way, you know. That other shit is not gonna work anymore because it's so dried up. Streets is dried up unless you're doing the absolute most savagery of shit. All that, all that other hustle shit ain't working. Like Boosie said, get a job, push dope, or push the cart. But the dope ain't working. 
You don't want to push a cart. Mm-hmm. So get a job. And a job is nothing to be nothing to be ashamed of. You can work your way up to a business, my man. You know what I'm saying? That's what we all trying to do. Trying to work our way up. But I want people to understand, too, how you feel about shit. So with Nipsey dying, getting killed, how do you feel? How do people your age feel? How do, what? What is it? I was gonna go to the shop and get a shirt, but every time I go past, when you hanging niggas out, I'm like, damn. <laughs> you know me, I ain't about to be tough guy pull up on twenty fours and hop out low. Like nigga, no, I wait till it die down. It's always another time. Yeah. But yeah, I'm still gonna go get a shirt though. Yeah. How do how's the uh, streets feeling? What do you see in the streets like? Man, at my job, it's Philippine girls. No, they mad. They like. Hey, you heard the you know, rapper? I'm like, yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like you said. And then, like, no lies since that happened. Like, the streets been quiet. Like, I haven't seen nobody out really. I be sliding to people. Like, nobody. I'm like, what the fuck? You think? I think that's sending a message to the street. Like, feel me? I mean, watch who you around. Basically, watch your homies. You think the streets is getting tired of this shit? Because I noticed now, like we were talking uh, before, in the first interviews, that now the years done gone by, we've noticed in parts of different hoods, it, it when it's cool, at some point, unless you're a, ri- a, a, a necessary rival, or just a, a known, a known rival, a known big known high 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 profile gang. You know, bloods and crips slide through each other's hood because everybody's getting money with each other. Yeah. And, you know, the booming of, of of all these other hustles and shit have came and everybody's working through each other. And so, maybe because of Nipsey dying, which is so fucked up, and everybody was fucking with his music, crips, bloods, hustlers, square niggas, Mexicans... White people, as long, especially in L.A. As long, if you lived in L.A., you was fucking with Nipsey. And I think because this happened, I think, and this is just the optimist, optimism in me, I think the streets is kind of like, all right, not waking up, but like, well, yeah, waking up. It's not going to change drast- drastically, but I think it's going to be a, she's going to be different, way different. This is going to. This is this is this is fucked up. This is a this is one of the good guys. This is like like if like that's how we'd have felt if God blessed thank God nothing happened to you, but if that had happened to you, you know what I'm saying? You got your sons, you got your lady, you a cool motherfucker, you be in the streets, you try to help as much as you can, you help your mom, you a good brother, you a good uncle, you know what I'm saying, you a good friend. So that's how we'd have felt. So I can only imagine how Nipsey people feel or how the guys over on the west side feel or the essays in East L.A. because they used to listen to his shit or the ones in Watts, Long Beach, Carson, Torrance, Hollywood. And then the country because this is hip-hop and hip-hop resonates through all of us. You know what I'm saying? We all fuck with 
fuck with that shit. You know what I'm saying? And he was actually saying something that actually made sense. Are you going to take some of, I mean, you know, I'm pretty, I don't have to say take from what he said because you was doing it. Because motherfucker hustling, motivating, that's what you was doing. You know what I'm saying? Um, hey, are you going to, what I'm asking is, moving forward, how are you going to live your life? After seeing this and living and and, and and reflecting on what you've been through and, and, and even with what happened the other night with you and shit, how are you going to live your life? And you gotta, and in the words of Jeezy, trust that motherfucking process. Yeah, it'll work out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But you can't be scared. Yeah, it's only pussy. <laughs> Word to Red Man. Shout out to Red Man. Nah, um, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap this up, Shady, because niggas just gotta go to work, and I gotta take my fat ass to Planet Fitness and go run, and also edit this shit. I want to thank you, and I get a couple more minutes. Um, if you got, if you, you have something to say to everybody, they're listening to you, um, in regards to what you want people to think about when they see you or see someone like you, for those who don't live where we live at or aren't accustomed to to moving like like this, what do you want them to know? <laughs> Is you are you blowed or did I fuck with you? <laughs> or, or no, you can't come with an answer. Too blowed. Not even just see you, but somebody like you, a, a young black man trying to live his life out there on twenty fours on a Camaro, in a Camaro, chain rocking, smelling like good weed. Instead of thinking this nigga about to shoot some shit up, or or about to do some 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 fucked up shit. Uh, shit, well, if you see me on my twenty fours, tell me to burn rubber. I'm gonna burn rubber for you. Okay, <laughs> where I'm at, in front of the police and not. But yeah, shit. What? I don't know. I, you know what I mean? I just, I, I don't even try to lick eye contact with people no more. Sick. Once you make the eye contact, the nigga like, oh, that's what, oh, that's what, oh, he look like. So I just try to keep straight for me, but I stay in my mirror, though. I be watching niggas on the side, but I don't make that eye contact, you know, niggas be looking for like, 
two or three minutes. I just glad to see what you got on, how you look, but all right. Keep going. But as far as like a perception of you, like, do you want you want people to understand that you are more than just? Yeah. I don't know. You know, some niggas they don't ask no more. Like you said, they don't. They just shoot. <laughs> But not just gangbanging niggas, like you know, just regular just motherfuckers. How, dress, how, how I dress and shit. And how I, like, how, like how the police look at us when we be outside, outside and all we're doing is having a barbecue. And, and the mask outside but, and, Yeah. And right past Man, right past them, but pull up on us and fuck with us to death. You know what I'm saying? How many times has that happened? Because I'm telling you now, police can listen to this shit too. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Somebody or, or somebody that know the police or somebody that's thinking that's when they see you that we're doing some wild shit, they need to understand what. We ain't criminals. Young black man just living life. That's it. Happens a lot. They pull up on us. How about nobody on probation? They still searching. Like the fuck. But you got the Mexicans next door. Drinking whole cases of fucking Mandela's and shit. You know what I'm saying? Hey, that's probably where some of that uh that little inner racism be coming from too. You know what I'm saying? Because there's been times where we'll be having a party and they'll tell us to shut that shit down, and it ain't even ten o'clock. Yeah. Motherfucker, next door neighbors is Latinos. And them motherfuckers play that shit till four in the morning and not a motherfucking thing is said. And it just ain't Latinos doing um uh doing just regular uh doing like uh cultural music. It be the ones playing gangster shit and all that shit, Vatos and everything. I done heard them all. You know what I'm saying? Been driving down the street one o'clock in the morning, it's going up over there. Come to you know, our block. You know why? Why? We don't snitch. We don't go to police. Yeah. So we like we just fight through that motherfucker like, all right, these motherfuckers wanna play it. When it's our turn, we're gonna blast this shit to one o'clock in the morning. You know, for real. They call the phone. Yeah, again. But when they leave, we still do it anyway. Yeah. Let me let you burn rubber, my nigga. Alright, uh on that note, thanks Shady Blue. Yeah. Thank you for coming through again. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm gonna do a series on this. Uh you wanna shout anybody else out? My nigga Trav, one punch. What's up, nigga? It's my nigga. Who that? Marquise. Uh, what's up, Marquise? You on my podcast, nigga? What's up? Oh, nigga, I ain't got no fucking FaceTime, weirdo. Ain't nobody want to look at you. I'm the only sexy, ugly motherfucker on here. Don't worry about that. You all right? But nah, I just wanted to say what's up. You want to say anything, Marquise? It's my podcast. Say what up, nigga. Say what's up. This is my podcast. What's live? Look, I'll be back soon, dog. I'll be back after soon. <laughs> All right, my nigga. All right. All right, for sure, man. Thank you.